Blog Talk Radio.
this year's plan, this year's message is the gospel. Um, if you ain't preaching the gospel, if you're not living the gospel, then you're doing a different type of gospel that does not pertain to the true gospel. And if you're not pertaining to the true gospel, you're doing the fake gospel. And the fake gospel ain't going to get you to heaven. Um, it's like having a one-way ticket to hell. And, and that's what we focused on. That's going to be the focus. I don't know until the Lord tells me to do something or say something different. That's just the focus. It comes from my bishop to me, and as the, as the Lord gives it to him, he's giving it to me. And it just seems like this is what the Lord wants us to talk about. But more importantly, uh, what's going on personally in my life, uh, uh, like I said, I'm assigned to a certain church, and the church, is this is what's being taught to me because in these days that we're living in is about the gospel, the true gospel. And it's never been more uh, important in my life right now is the true gospel. Um, it's, it's like a day-on-day thing. This is what I'm going through. This is what we're living with. And and I made mistakes because I thought that my gospel was the right gospel. And I'm not going to – we talked about this before. I'm not going to get into it. But when you think about it, and it's very tricky for preachers um, – because we think our gospel is the right gospel, but there ain't but one gospel, and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we're not preaching that, if we're not living that, then we're doing something out of order with the Lord. That's why there's no power. That's why we don't see people getting healed, because we want to put a condition on the gospel. The gospel is very simple. It's black and white. Either you are or you're not. Either you're living right or you're not. And that's what we're going to get into tonight. Uh, first and foremost, again, I just want to thank the Lord for, for uh, allowing me to have a platform, for giving me the strength in my body um, to be able to do this show. I just ask that you have traveling mercies, uh, for having traveling mercies over me, have traveling mercies over my wife, uh, Miss Kay. She's traveling in from out of the country. Um, hopefully she'll be walking through the door by midnight tonight, but keep her in prayer as she's in the air as we speak right now. Um, also, I want to thank everyone that was in Las Vegas that had anything, especially at the MG. M Grand Hotel, who treated me and my son. Uh, it was a great time. We did a great show there. Um, it was a, everything was just perfect when we got there. Now the church wasn't perfect. Now I got some new sponsors, and and they may not be sponsors after the night show because I I don't. And we heard me talk in the very beginning about the gospel and the true gospel. That's what we that's what we preach. That's what we stand with. I don't know if they ever heard me preach or heard me talk, but um, I had to speak at a church on Saturday, last Saturday. Um, it was called Loving Loving Us Baptist Church Ministries out of Las Vegas, and um, it was it was a, it was a good time in the Lord. Uh, I did preach. The Lord used me like he always uses me when I preach the word of God. But I can't sugarcoat the word of God, and I can't sugarcoat who I am and what I stand for. And, you know, I have this platform at, at um, Chaos. Uh, the Lord blessed me with it. He blessed me with the platform to be able to go out west to Vegas, um, have me in a nice hotel. Me and my son got a chance to do some father-son bonding. We got a chance to, to see some sights, see some mountains, and, and we had a good time. 
and we had a chance to go to the church and, 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 and preach the gospel. But, you know, and there's no perfect church. I'm not saying that there is a perfect church, but you just can't let anybody come up and preach and teach in your pulpit, and you just can't have a bunch of spirits running around uh, untamed. Uh, anyone's welcome to come into the house of the Lord. We're not saying, I'm not saying that they're not, but if, if you, I'm just going to put it out there. And I know they told me, be careful, don't say nothing about the L. I don't even know how to say the letters for it, um, but I can't be around or condone sin. I can't do it. And and the Lord has put me in a position to, to whether it's in my home, whether it's in my business, wh- what, I don't have to be around sin. I don't have to be around it. Ministering in it is one thing. Uh, praying for folks is another thing. But living in it, we don't have to deal with it. We don't. We don't have to deal with it. Um, so, with, with that being said, um, I'm just. I'm just thankful that I'm going to have the mind tonight to talk about it. You know, the church invited me up there, and I went up there, and and I met the pastor, talked to the pastor. We talked the church talk, talk language. So I was feeling comfortable when I got in there, having message all ready to go. I'm ready to go, but I had to change. The Lord told me to change the message and um, talk about Zacchaeus because Zacchaeus was a sinner who had an issue with seeing Jesus. You see, I don't have a problem with homosexuals. don't have a problem with them. I have a problem with sin. And see, Zacchaeus, he wasn't a homosexual, but he had a problem with sin. Sin is sin. Ain't no great big sin. Ain't no little sin. Just to give you a little update about the message. So I talked about Zacchaeus, how he had an issue. So if you got an issue in sin and you want to see Jesus, Jesus will go home with you. And when Jesus go home with you, the conviction would hit you like it did Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus made his own mouth confession. And, and I'm just saying that because that's what I preached. But I don't tolerate it. I don't like it. I don't like being around it. It's just not me. Now, I can minister to anybody because that's what we're supposed to do. We do love everybody, but we don't have to love sin. And sin should make you uncomfortable because it makes me very uncomfortable. And, and because I'm uncomfortable with sin, I have to be under the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me, and that's what I did. So I'm not trying to offend nobody or nothing like that, but if you got a bunch of homosexuals and a bunch of dykes singing in your choir and leading praise and service, and you got a bunch of young people, I don't understand it. It don't mix. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve the devil and the Lord at the same. You can't do it. Now, if you're coming in and you've got an issue with it, then you can deal with it. We can pray for you. We can intercede with intercede with you. We can put uh, uh, oil on your head, but you got to first be willing to confess it first. But we let the church and got weak pastors because they don't want the musicians. The, you know, they, they need that to get in. I'm not standing for it. My program chaos is not going to stand for it. We just not, we're not going to, we're going to be about the true gospel and being about the true gospel. So, and some people are going to say, well, 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 Oliver, well, you ain't perfect. No, I'm not perfect. I sin. Um, I'm not going to say I sin daily, but I sin because I'm not perfect. I do some willing sins and some things I don't know about. I'm not practicing in it. If I do it, I try to repent and keep moving. And if I'm stuck in something, it's one thing. But at the same time, I'm not going to live in it. And we all know what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm singling out homosexuality. I don't go with it. I don't flow with it. I don't like it. And no, I'm not homophobic. I'm just against sin. I'm just against sin. And and if you don't like me being against sin, then you don't have to listen to chaos. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to listen to me. You don't want me coming to your church preaching because we're going to preach the gospel. And I'm just tired of always having to, to, to shadow my remarks because of what I believe and who I believe in. Jesus Christ has been too good to me in my life, and I've seen that over the last weekend. He's been He's been good to me. 
Um, and, and I'm going to get back to that in a minute. But we're going to talk about – I'm going to be real quick with, with my message because I do got a word uh, from the Lord. But I just want to give a, a, a quick recap. Um, we was in Vegas uh, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Me and my son, we preached on, on Saturday, and as we were leaving on Monday, my son had an earlier flight going back to Maryland, so he left before me. And right when he was leaving and he left, went to the airport, got on a flight, I was leaving, and I collapsed in the in the lobby. And uh, collapsed, all my numbers were low. My sugar levels, I was at a 39. And if anyone knows about it by diabetics, no, that's very low for your sugar. It dropped to 39. Um, not only did that drop, my potassium was really low, um, pretty much dangerous low, that anything could have happened at any given time. So they rushed me to the hospital in Vegas. Now, I'm in Vegas by myself. I don't know no one down there. I'm just stuck. And and the people at the hospital treated me great. Um I had a team of doctors that got me back up, and and I can't say nothing but uh, be be very thankful for them, and very thankful that God has given me favor because they did and went beyond what they were supposed to do to help me get back home, um, and and like like I said, it was it was a it was a learning experience as as what we trying to do on the business side. On the gospel side, you know, I'm not going to say it was a, a disaster because uh, my mother, um, in her in her wisdom, told me that, um, and she know how I feel about it, but she said something to me that just is going to go with me. She said, everyone has a right to hear the gospel, and if God had called me to do it, I should take it a privilege to preach the gospel, and that's what I did, preach the gospel, and whoever don't like it then that's not me. I shake the dust off my feet and keep moving. But I'm going to stand by the gospel. Um, um, Whether it's the church I'm in, whether it's my own home, I'm going to stand with the gospel. Right is right, wrong is wrong. So with that being said, the hospital got me back, released me Wednesday night. So I just said we're going to go to to the airport so I can fly out Thursday morning. I'm supposed to fly out Thursday morning, get to the airport, um, and I ended up being stuck at the airport until Friday morning. Um, it, it was a cra- it was crazy. Um, it kept getting delayed, 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 delayed. And um, I had to stay the night at the airport um, all day Thursday and just stuck. Then my anxiety started getting up. And again, I haven't seen my wife. Um, I've been gone, and then she's gone, so I haven't seen her. And the communication isn't that good because she's in a different country. So not that I haven't talked to her, it's just different. So I have an anxiety attacks at the airport, getting sick again. I didn't want to go back to the hospital because I was ready to get home. And so as I'm sitting there, and we're finally going to leave Friday, I've been at the the airport about 23, 24 hours I'm dirty, I'm tired, I'm just ready to get home. I get a call from a police officer back in Warren, Ohio, asking me how my brother was. I haven't, I've been talking to my mother and my brothers because I was in the hospital. They didn't want to tell me that my um, second oldest brother had OD'd and that it was, wasn't looking good because they got him on a ventilator. And um, he had all that metanfall, whatever that mess is, they laced them drugs up with now. I had a lot of that in his system. And um, 
the counter drug they used to pump out of that out of them, they had to use more than what they should have used because that's how much he was messed up. And as of right now, he's still on life. So he's still on a ventilator, and um, his just uh, yesterday he just found out we just caught ammonia. So I just ask you to keep my brother Andre Elzey in prayer. And then on top of all of that that's going on, me trying to get home Friday to Saturday, I lose my wallet with all my credit cards and everything's in there. So I really was trying to get home Saturday, but we're going to, God willing, we're going to fly out tomorrow. So I just ask that you to be praying for me as um, I, I, I go see my, my brother. And y'all also keep my mother in prayer, Geneva Oliver, because of uh, she just had a birthday, turned 84, and um to be dealing with this is a lot to be dealing with. And um just ask you to keep her in prayer as well. And and that's pretty much what we got going on, but we're we're gonna be a stronger, we're gonna be a better um um I wanna say broadcasting the gospel. We're gonna be better at it. Um and with everything that I have going on in my life, I got personal issues going on in my home, I got physical issues going on and the devil think that he's going to attack me and he's going to win with all these attacks on every side, every level. I turn around, I'm fighting the devil. And the reason he's fighting me um, is because he doesn't want the real gospel to get out. And I'm not going to sugarcoat the gospel. I'm not going to give a bunch of cliches. I'm not going to try to fake the funk and be phony with the gospel. I'm, I'm a true disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm not perfect. I've had sinned. I've fallen short. But one of the things that we're going to talk about tonight is being committed. And when you're committed to the Lord, no matter whether you fall or whether you stand, can you, can you be committed to him? And if you can be committed to him in every phase of your life, whether you're doing good, whether you're doing bad, if you can just show up, just show up. That's going to get us, that's that's the key of being a true disciple, of showing up. And one of the things I like about that, I want y'all, I'm going to give you a Bible um, verse. I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm going to uh, talk about David tonight for, for a few moments. And um, something that I saw in this uh, passage of Scripture, uh, as soon as I get it, I know I'm going to be in First Samuel. And First um, Samuel, but it, it has been a great, great day today. And the reason it's been great today is because, um, like I said, I have the mind to fight uh, whatever comes my way, our way. Um, God has given me a great platform with a bunch of people who wants to sponsor, but I'm not going to let people sponsor me and make me a puppet where I can't say what I want to say. And I'm not going to be around sin. Now, I'm not saying that, that I'm perfect like that, but certain sins, well, all sin bothers my spirit. All sin does. And this is the thing that I was talking to a few people about, even when it comes to my house. I can't tolerate sin. And because of what I'm doing and who I'm doing it for and who I work for, we can't have people living in sin and living with me. 
we can't be around sin. It's bad enough I got to work with sinners, but that's part of my job of ministry. But your home is supposed to be your sanctuary. It's supposed to be your castle. You can't just have people sinning like it's okay and it doesn't bother you. And if I have to be held to a certain standard, everyone has to be held to a certain standard. It just just don't live with me, and everyone want to keep the preachers in a certain standard. Well, well, you you supposed to be a Christian? You supposed to? Yeah, I am. I am. And with that, uh, sin is supposed to bother us. Now, every day that we fight and and we're fighting uh, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, yeah, we're gonna fall, but we get up and we're not living in sin. We're not uh, uh, doing things on a consistent basis of being sinners because we repent and we keep moving. We're trying to do better. And that's where commitment come in. You know, you got a lot of preachers who when something happened or not just preachers, but people in general, when something happened to them, they want to sit out on God. My, my thought process is you keep being committed to him. It don't mean you got to preach every week. It don't mean you got to uh, be in the limelight, but you still have to be committed to him. That's a big difference. Um, I don't have to preach every week. Thank the Lord I don't have to preach every week. Uh, thank the Lord I don't have to be on a pedestal every because I, I can't maintain it. Only one person was able to do that, and that was Jesus Christ. And and it's, it's just very important that we understand that. It's very important when you learn in the true gospel, you understand what you got going on. None of us is perfect. But at the same time, we shouldn't be living in something that should make us uncomfortable. I was thinking about this, and, and uh, I was telling my wife earlier um, about she's very sensitive to smoke. And every time someone smoke, it, it could be far away, it could be real close, it irritates her system. And then her asthma starts to act up. It's not just with her, but with her kids. Her kids, too, asthma acts up. Certain, st- certain things aggravate if you have bad allergies, even the pollen aggravate your allergies and your allergies makes you sick, makes you stuffy. That's how sin ought to be in believers' life. It ought to make you uncomfortable. And when people have allergy problems, they normally have medicine to help them. You see where I'm going with it, right? So when you're around sin, you should be able to take some medicine, the word of God, to be able to get you through. Yeah, yeah, the word of God. Um, First Lady did a beautiful message yesterday. It was just for me. I got excited yesterday. Didn't want to go to church. Didn't want to. Uh, I was just tired, but I knew I had to be in church. And the word, was, this is how you know you're in the right church. When the word can hit you in a way where it just, put you in awe. How did she know to preach that on this Sunday? It was specifically for me, and she was talking about uh, the truth will set you free. And sometimes the truth will set you free. And a lot of times I was listening to the men, I was in tune, and, and, and you know, um, I heard the message, and it applied to me and what I was going through. So I'm very thankful for the First Lady for the message on yesterday. And normally every time I come on this show, the message that I hear on Sunday at my home church normally is dealing with whatever I'm going with in my house, which I'm thankful for because of it tells me I'm in the right place. You know, a lot of people go to church for the wrong reason. I go to church because I need to hear from the Lord. And because especially I'm a minister, so it's hard for me, you know, I got, I got to, I need to hear the word. 
and the word will will sit you down. The word will hurt you. The word will 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 um, it will hurt you because the truth will set you free. And sometimes the truth does hurt. And, and this is what we got to get in our system. And I know I'm talking a lot because I'm excited and everything. But one of the things I want to go to on tonight is First um, Samuel. Now you you don't have to uh, read it, but it's First Samuel seventeen seventeen chapter. 42 to 51, and it talks about Goliath and David. And Goliath looked at David with disgust, and he saw that David was handsome, healthy, a healthy boy. And Goliath said to David, what is the stick for? Do you come chase me away like a dog? Now, the reason I like Goliath and David, because I saw something in this that I like, and I'm just paraphrasing, reading certain verses about Goliath. And, and, and I'm going to focus on Goliath because everything that I'm going through, I feel like I'm going against Goliath. And and this is David. Before David was anything, he had to deal with Goliath. And, and he had history with, with the bear and the lion, but he had to deal with Goliath was the giant. And, and, and did no one think that David could defeat Goliath. But I want to focus not on David. David tonight, but I want to focus on Goliath, because all you hear about is how David defeated Goliath, and and the thing about Goliath is Goliath was necessary for David to defeat him, because Goliath was bigger, he was stronger, he was better, he 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 was a he had the weapons, he had everything that he needed to defeat David, and David didn't have nothing. And a lot of times, even going through the season I'm going through, it seems like I have nothing. But I need Goliath in my life. I need a Goliath in my life. In every avenue that I look at, there's a Goliath facing me. In my home, I got a Goliath. In my business, I got a Goliath. In the church, there's a Goliath. Um, In my family, there's a Goliath. And I'm asking, I said, Lord, what, what is going on? Why I, Why is all this? And in order to get to the next level, it's necessary that I defeat Goliath. It's necessary. And, and even though it feels like you're losing, it feels like you're overwhelmed, you need Goliath. Because without Goliath, you can't show how God is working in you. You need Goliath. So if you're not going through nothing, and, and this is just me saying this. If you're not going through none, you must be running with Goliath. But if Goliath, if Goliath is attacking you from every angle and you see the situation is bigger than you, it's stronger than you, and, and it feels like you're overwhelmed, that's when we ought to start praising the Lord and shouting. I felt so good yesterday because the truth was hitting me. And, 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 and some of it did hurt because it's supposed to hurt. But I was excited. I had to run around the church one time, one time. And Lord said, just run one, just need to do it one time. Because the, the, the season that I'm in, I have, and thank the Lord for the Goliaths in my life, because I know that I can, I'm bigger than my Goliath. I don't need a whole lot of people. I don't need other people's uh, 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 wisdom or knowledge. I don't need, all I need is the truth, which is the word of God. And if I got the truth, which is the word of God, I'm going to be okay. And I heard something else. People say, fake it till you make it. Or, or you know, we, we, we're not faking nothing. 
we're not going to fake nothing. Um, um, if, if you hit me and I fall down, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fall down. I'm going to get back up, but I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to fake like I'm good when I'm not. We're not going to do that. That's never been in my DNA. No, 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 no. I may fall, get down. I may, may, may mess up here and there, but we're not going to fake anything. That's a lie. That's why a lot of people don't have possessed the power because you're faking, and you can't be running with the Lord faking, and that's what a lot of people are doing, faking. So you got homosexuals singing in the choir and singing praise worship and preaching the gospel. There's uh, two men that just got married that's a pastor, two men, and now it's the first men. It's, it's a trend that's going on. And I'm sitting to myself, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? And ain't no one saying nothing. It's okay for us to smoke weed, just sinning. And you don't hear too many preachers uh, uh, talking about it. Bishops owning stuff they ain't got no business owning. And ain't no one saying it's just quiet. It's just quiet. I didn't watch the Grammys. I really don't keep up in music like that. I heard about it and how it was demonic. And you got Christians coming out defending it, saying, be careful what you talk about because you can't handle it, don't mean it. You know what? That's a lie. From, no, if, it's, if it's sin, it should irritate you. It should irritate you unless you're comfortable to the sin. It should irritate you. And, yeah, I'm irritated because um, I'm being held, me, Eldar, being held to a certain standard, which is good, which is good because I am a child of God. We're supposed to have these standards. But I'm being, not by the world, but by my own brothers and sisters, talking about, oh, did you hear what he did? Did you hear this? Did you? And I'm saying to myself, I really don't care. Because the Lord has touched me in a way, and I'm still committed to the Lord, and the Lord is still committed to me. Because the Lord called me, and, and because he called me, He's going to elevate me, and we got to go through these different Goliaths in our life. So I praise the Lord for the Goliath in my life because the Lord has to test me to see where I'm at. And then once we get good, we know we're going to defeat the Goliath. One thing we know, a Goliath is coming, but the Goliath is going to lose. Now, in the middle of all of that, you may get knocked down. You, you, you may fall. You may slip, however it may be, but don't understand it. Still praise the Lord because that Goliath is there for you, knowing that God is testing you. He's building you up. He's trying to get you ready for the next level. This is all what was going on with David. Before David defeated, like David was just a, just a boy, just a, just a boy. Goliath, now he's a shepherd. Now he's getting ready to, to take to, to the next level. You need Goliath to go to the next level. If you don't have no Goliaths in your life, you're not going to the next level. And you can't be perfect. You can't be perfect. And there's a lot of people who who think that they're perfect, who thinks that because they don't do this and they don't do that, that they're perfect, but yet they're allowing all this sin. They're compromising with sin. I'm not going to compromise with sin. I'm not going to compromise with it. And I know what people out there say, well, well, Elder Oliver, you ain't. No, I'm not perfect. You're not going to even claim to be perfect. But I'm telling you something right now. This is going to be a year that we're going to take this gospel, the true gospel, and we're going to preach it. And we're going to preach it. And then you're going to see the evidence of the true gospel by people being saved. 
Now, with that comes a responsibility because Goliath is going to come. The devil don't want to see people change. He don't want, and he's going to do everything he can to stop us from doing what we got to do. And I'm sitting back and I'm watching, and people saying, well, you need to take a break. There's nowhere in the 33 and a half years Jesus walked where he took a break. Now, he went away sometimes and prayed by himself. Yeah, we got to do that. But nowhere do I'm going to take a break. No. Your health is there. I know my health. I know I'm a, I'm a walking miracle. I'm a walking test. I'm testifying to how Lord has healed my body. And a lot of times I get so caught up in other things, I forget to give my testimony about how the Lord blessed me from cancer. But not only did he bless me from cancer, but as today was going on and, and I'm worried and praying about my brother, you know, the people from the uh, uh, hospital where I did my uh, treatment at, at um, back in Cleveland, Ohio, every time I come home, they want me to come up and speak to people who are struggling so I can be their testimony, another avenue of giving the gospel. And people say, I talk too much. This is the way I praise God. I'm not worried about them taking an offering up for me. I'm not worried about them giving me notoriety, but it's another platform for me to go and spread the gospel. I'm all the way in Vegas. We're going to be uh, in, in retirement homes out there spreading the gospel Monday through Sunday. So don't tell me God's not good. And if you ask me, well, how many people listen to this? Just remember the gospel is being preached. And if there's but one person, one, and everywhere we're going to be connected in, hear the gospel, we're going to be good. But also know this, we're not going to sugarcoat the gospel. And if anyone come on the network trying to sugarcoat the gospel, they just won't be on the network because everybody got to pay now. And, and, and they better be careful with me because I may lose every sponsor because I'm not dealing with homosexuality the way everybody wants me to deal with it. It's a sin. It's a sin. And it's running rapid in the church. And I've seen it firsthand. Ain't no one preaching against it. It's okay. I got some pastors um, um some, I'm just gonna say that I have some associates because their family members is homosexual. They won't. I got to be careful about what I say. I got some family members who got some homosexuality. I got to be careful what I say. I'm not gonna sugarcoat the gospel or my life. If you want to pick on me, pick on me. I'm built for it. I'm built for it. I'm the youngest of five. I'm used to getting picked on, so it's not going to bother me. And it shouldn't bother you if you're preaching the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it loud, and I'm going to say it clear. Goliath, I challenge it. I adore it. But we're going to defeat it. And from everyone that's in my life, around my life, from uh, my wife to my kids to, to, to the church I go to, praise time at the church. Um, I'm not going to bow down to sin, and it's not okay. It's not okay. And, 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 if, and, and if I have to be held to a certain standard, 
and I'm held to a certain standard, not by man, but by my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who holds me to a certain standard, who called me, who anointed me, who chose me to go out and to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's who I answer to. And because I answer to him, he's going to make sure he knows what's going on in my life, in my business, in my home. He knows my brother is laying up there on a ventilator. And I got to get to him. He knows about my mother's health. I got to get there. He knows what I'm going through my body and what I need. And see, one thing that people don't think about that pastors and and ministers and, and, and elders need, especially when you're on the battlefield, is that we be complete sometimes. And don't no one ever want to talk about it. And we always get maybe one or two preachers that try to restore us in the prayer but are you really are we really being restored the way we need to be restored? Cuz I wasn't. I wasn't. And when you're fighting the spiritual fight, sometimes when you come down from a spiritual high is when you're at your weakest. And if people don't realize that, we are here giving out food in the projects. We are here giving out food in these slum hotels. It takes a toll mentally. It takes a toll. But everyone that's sitting in the, on the sideline that ain't playing in the game, they can pat you on the back. And they can say, we're praying for you, but they really ain't praying for you. Because mentally you can get tired. Spiritually you can get tired. And if no one's restoring you, this is what people don't understand. And this is why I can shout, because the Lord didn't show me some things. Show me some things. He just keeps telling me, there, stay committed. Don't worry about the preaching. Don't just stay committed to me. If you stay committed to me, I'm going to take you to the next level. I don't care what you Negroes think about me. And for the people who's backing my shows with the finances and all that, if, you, if you're homosexual, if you're funny, if you're a dyke, if you're a fag, if you any of them things, and I offended you, then the best thing you do is just delete the number and don't call back. I, I've always been broke. It ain't nothing new for me. And, you know, I'm still going to drink Pepsi, and, 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 and I'm still going to do what I do when I do how I do because the Lord has favor on me. When I was in that hospital bed, sitting there sick as a dog, sick, the Lord blessed me. Because when I got ready to go, the nurse came in and said, people, hey, I didn't ask for it. We want to send you with a plate. Now, this sounds so black and so ghetto, but it was so professional and, and, and so well did. They said, we're going to let you go. We gonna, what, what do you want? And I'm looking at the menu, and I said, well, can I get them chicken wings? And I wanted them fried and some hot sauce. And they, they brought it to me. And as I'm getting ready to call the lift to take me to the airport, the nurse said, we already got you covered. Don't worry about it. They fed me. And then the other nurse come in and said, here's some sandwiches in case you get hungry not knowing I was going to be stuck in the airport for 23 hours. And y'all know, if you've ever been to the airport, you know how expensive it's $5 for a bottle of water. But they made sure that I was, and I didn't even know I was going to be there that long. But see, God knew what he was doing. And that was confirmation to me to tell everybody else, well, if the Lord is that bad, 
I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm not going to sugarcoat the gospel. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not. And I'm not going to tolerate sin on a daily basis. The same thing over and over again. When people don't have no conviction. That's one thing if you sin and you got conviction like Zacchaeus did because he had enough sense to, to, to uh, uh, have an effort to see Jesus. These people have no effort of seeing Jesus. There's a difference. If you're going to preach the gospel, preach the gospel. Live the gospel. Be about the gospel. One thing people can't say about me, I'm not committed to the gospel. I ain't got to preach every Sunday. I ain't got to preach no more. But the platform and the way the Lord set it up, there's always an opportunity. Always an opportunity to go out and do what God wants me to do, whether you think I need to be doing it or not. I'm at the point now, it's about the gospel, nothing but the gospel, and that's what we're going to preach, the gospel. I can't wait to preach again. Um, um, with everything that's going on, I'm going to be preaching. I'm going to be teaching. Whatever the Lord has for me to do, that's what we're going to do. Now, there's a lot of stuff we got to clean up. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. There's a lot of Goliaths around me, around, and I got to deal with them. But don't believe that the focus right now, because people want to see how I'm handling the Goliath in my life. People seeing it. And I'm not going to run from it. I'm not going to run from it. I'm happy that he's here. Because without Goliath, there's really no David. That was to set it all up, and it took David to another level. If you want to get to the next level, you got to deal with the Goliath in your life. And there should be some Goliath in your family. There should be some Goliath on your job. There should, there just should, even in your kids. Now, what we do as Christians, we let a lot of this stuff go. They're young. They're, they'll turn it around. Okay. If there's no conviction, you, you best be you, you 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 best be careful. I'm getting ready to go. I was talking to my mother today, and and I got to study this, but it, it sounded good. And I'm and you know, you know, there's a lot of people that's running around here that's not listening to God. They're not listening, and they know everything, and they're not listening to God. And 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 um, if I'm not there's a, there's a verse in the Bible. That calls him a name. I just want to make sure I'm not going to say it now because I'm not 100% for sure. So I don't want to put Darius gospel out there because we've been doing that too long and, and, and it could be wrong. So I'm going to hold off on it. But people running around here know everything but ain't listening to nobody. Don't have no conviction for the sins that they're not doing nothing. But they got the church language. And the Lord taught me a lot, and I'm done. I'm getting ready to go. Um, the Lord taught me a lot over this last message, over this last um, assignment, because the, the guy was talking, the pastor was talking good church language. Made me feel good. But see, that church language ain't nothing but a cover-up. And then when you go inside the church and you see how they're living right there in front of you, and I'm like, my Lord. And there are little kids there. Then you got teenagers there. Then you got young adults there. And now they're confused because they think this is normal. God loves everybody. 
and all you're doing is committing adultery because you, you say you love the Lord, but you're serving the devil. And if you read the Bible a little bit, we serve a jealous God. You can't serve two masters. But the church should let it go because it looks cute. People coming up to the to the to the altar wanting to FaceTime on social media so they can let everybody know they at the altar. Well, I'm from the old school. When I go to the altar, it's just between me and the Lord. I can't worry about what the person on the right is doing or the person on the left is doing, and I can't have enough sense or enough uh, uh, know-how to have FaceTime while I'm at the altar. I'm not with it. And our people want me to to bring chaos back and discuss these things that goes on into the church. Um, we we will do it um, accordingly, but at the same time, my sponsorships won't won't hold off too long. I tried to warn them, but I'm quite sure that we're gonna probably get a letter or something about me saying something about saying the word fags and dykes in the pulpit, running around acting crazy, and they're gonna bust hell wide open. I said it. Don't care who's at Pepsi, Royal Caribbean, um, um, the MGM Grand, whoever don't want us backing them and they kick us out of the facilities for preaching the gospel, then that's what we're going to do. But the Lord bless me. 50,000 people have listened to us on this little raggedy network. 50,000 people. And right now, we got a lot of people that want to be a part of the chaos business. But they think I was going to bend over and kiss butt for some. I don't, I don't need it. We've been doing fine right now. But the Lord opened the door for us to come in so we can give them the gospel. When you hear us on Tuesday night Bible study, you'll hear the gospel. I'm 100% sure about that. When you hear my bishop come on on Sunday morning, you will hear the gospel, the true gospel. And whoever show that comes on during the week, it will be the gospel. In many ways, many different types, and for, it will be the gospel. Um, I'm thankful for chaos. I'm, I'm thankful for my life. But along with everything that goes on, yeah, I'm, I'm delivered from cancer. But I got a lot of other health issues. My immune system isn't that strong. People don't realize that. My left eye, sometimes it comes and it goes, causes migraine headaches. I ain't really worked today hard in my life, but um, if you ask me, my neuropathy is real bad. Don't have rough hands or rough feet, but inside, because of all the chemo treatments I went through, it just throbs and it hurts. So for me to get up in the morning just to have a normal day without even going to work is a struggle. But that's the price I had to pay in order to do what I'm doing right now because I shouldn't even be doing what I'm doing right now. And people say, well, you talk a lot. Yeah, this is the way I praise the Lord. This is the, the tool he's given me so I can give it back to him. And you think I'm going to shut up? You think I'm going to sit down on the Lord because I got some Goliaths in my life? That's never going to happen. Never. 
And there'll be a moment I go take some time to myself and go pray. Like Jesus, I will do that. But I'm never going to, I'm going to always be committed. One thing they can't say about me is my commitment. I'm always there. I'm not going to stop. You sit me down if you want to. That just give me more time over on somewhere else. Because God, I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to shut up. I love the Lord. I love my life. But I'm also not going to deal with sin. I'm not going to deal with it. I don't want to be a buyer. I don't want. To, I don't want it. And I just got. Um, I probably will share this story next week because I was caught up in my own gospel. I thought what I was doing was right when it was wrong. And as a preacher, that's a that's a slip. It's very dangerous to be in that state. Very dangerous to be in that state. But what I'm thankful for is it was a Goliath that I had to defeat. So now I can talk about it. And when I talk about it, I know I'm going to defend a lot of people because I don't mind being transparent about my life or the sins or my shortcomings. Because if I tell you and I'm preaching about me and what I did and my wrongdoing, it gives the devil no power. It takes his power. So if he can't, he's going to try to shut me up by keeping me in the hospital. Well, I'm I'm equipped. I can take my chaos to the hospital bed. As long as I got internet center, I'm going to do chaos. So I'm just I'm just letting you I'm just putting you out there. So you keep listening, keep coming back. You're gonna hear me tell my story the way the Lord wants me to tell it because I'm here to help people with the gospel. And when I fall down and I get back up, I'm gonna tell you how I fell down, why I fell down, and how I'm getting back up. See, a lot of people fall down and say, "We get back up." But how did you get back up? Because that may be the difference between me and somebody else falling down the road. If you can learn from how I fell, but I got back up. I didn't quit. I didn't go sit on the sideline. I didn't go pout. Don't nobody love me, this, that, or the other. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. Deal with it and keep it moving. Is it embarrassing? It can be. But I think about what Jesus did for me and how they talked about him how they wanted to uh, 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 stone him and, and, and kill him for something he didn't even do but came down here but to save a dying world and to save me. And how they treated him and how his disciples turned on him. And I'm thinking every born-again believer need to have a little Jesus in him. So we're supposed to be Christ-like. We're supposed to rub off on you. Someone said to me, I think it was last Monday or Monday before last, um, ain't your preacher, ain't your, your pastor preaching this gospel? I said, yeah. And you going to copy him? I said, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to copy him. Because the Lord showed me this. If what we're doing, if what we're doing don't rub off on other people, we must not be doing the right thing. If the Lord is speaking to him and he's speaking to me, some of what he's saying should rub off on me. It's just connect connect the dots. So when the Lord speaks to the, to the head and the head speaks to us, and what we're doing and what we're going through, it should rub off on us. It should. If ain't nothing rubbing off on you, then you not, must not have to hear the ear of the Lord. So whatever my bishop says, I'm in full slay. I'm I'm right behind it. Right behind it. Not copying nobody, but when you hear the true word of God 
it should rub off on you. It don't matter who says it, but it should rub off on you. Should. When things don't go right, you should know what to do. You should know what's going to be said before it's said, because if you've been there long enough and you know what the words are, it should rub off on you. So this ain't new. This is not an accident. This is the way God designed it to be from day one. He knew I was going to be in this position. Tearing down the walls to preach the true and one only gospel. And that's what we do. That's what we do. Someone said that um, over the weekend I heard in a testimony service, and this is the, I've heard it a lot of times, but the first time the Lord told me, see, this is the other gospel. And when someone shows you who they are, believe it. That, that, I used to hear it, and I used to believe that. But then the question came in. And the true word of God came in on yesterday, and it's just like, wow, that's really awesome. We don't know who God is working on. You don't know if what I'm doing and what I'm going through, God is working on me. So you really can't believe what you see because either two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to get better and keep moving forward, or I may take a couple steps back. And if I take a couple steps back and I get convicted of what I'm doing and chastised of what I'm doing, that means I'm not going to be there very long. I'm going to keep moving. So you really should have a schizophrenic type of attitude when it comes to Christ because every day we ought to die. Every day we ought to be somebody different. That's right. Different. Something ought to leave us that's holding you back today should set you free tomorrow. But if I'm going to hold you at what you did today and to hold you at what you did today and the Lord changes you over and takes away from you tomorrow and you still judging me by what I did yesterday, I don't have a problem. You got the problem because you judging me by what I've shown. But you're not judging me by what the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is doing in my life. That's pretty much all I got to say. That's really all I got to say. Um, again, <clears throat> I'm asking each and every one of you that's listening all over the country, keep my brother, Andre Elsey, lifted up in prayer. Um, he OD'd. I don't know what he OD'd on. Um, it's really irrelevant for me to know that. Um, and I just know that he's on a ventilator. He's been on one since Tuesday. And um, as of Saturday night, he's uh, Sunday morning. I found out he he, he caught ammonia, and um, but we believe in the power of prayer, and uh, we believe that uh, God is going, God's will is going to be done. Keep my mother Geneva Oliver in prayer. Um, she's being very strong right now, but I I, I just know. Um, you know, she's going to be needed uplifted in prayer. Pray for her strength. Pray for her health. Um, because, uh, you know, she's, she's 84 years old. She has some health issues. But she still lives by herself. She still drives. Uh, she went to church Sunday. And um, she was able to go by herself, drive herself, get herself out the car, go up, have church, and come home and call me, tell me all about it. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that my mother is able, whatever I'm going through, giving me the wisdom that I need, the strength that I need, the voice I need in my ear to allow me to know that everybody needs to hear the gospel, but everyone can't 
preach the true gospel. So keep doing what you're doing because doors are being open for me to preach the gospel. Again, I want to thank, uh, always give honor to the Lord, uh, head of my life, give honor to uh, my church, Praise Tabernacle, my bishop, my pastor, uh, Bishop Omar Zachary. Um, again, uh, his wife preached yesterday about the truth. Um, and again, I could really talk about that all day uh, because it hit me, and it hit me in a way that uh, knowing it just confirms a lot of things about where I'm at in the Lord. So continue to pray for us, pray for my church, pray for all the elders and the deacons, and um, pray for my family, pray for my two sons. Um, and again, pray for my wife. I'm anxious to see her. Again, it's been the longest time in our marriage that we've been apart uh, physically. So um, this is new for me, so continue to pray for me. With that being said, we'll be back on tomorrow night, same time, and be looking out on all the um, – social media sites, Chaos Talk, Blog Talk Radio, Chaos Talk on Blog Talk with all the show listings, times, and all that stuff. We're getting it together, so um, you'll be seeing chaos a lot throughout the week with our different shows and the different times that they're going to be coming on. So just keep us. We're going to be on, we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're on everything right now. So just bear with us as we get everything up and running. Um, and with that being said, I wish everyone a good night and a blessed day, and uh, until we meet again, be blessed.